two grand a month from short product video reviews. Here's how to get started. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Sign Hustle Show because your earning power doesn't have to stop when you clock out. So last month, I did an episode on the 17 different income streams I was working on, some absurd number like that. And one of the smallest on that list generated the largest response. And that was the Amazon Influencer Program. At the time of that recording, I made like $9. But I mentioned it was probably the easiest $9 I'd ever made online. And a month later, that total is now over $100. And there were just a lot of questions, a lot of curiosity, a lot of response about the program. So we're going to attempt to answer those in today's episode to see if the Amazon Influencer Program could be a new income stream for you. And since I'm just a newcomer to it, I've enlisted the help of a couple members of the Side Hustle Nation community who reached out. They've been doing it for a little bit longer than I have. Both are earning around two grand a month, very part-time from their product review videos. First up is John Chorus, who was actually the guy who first encouraged me to test this out. Uh, so thank you for that, John. Uh, you might remember John from episode 413. We did an episode on his faceless YouTube channel business. Fascinating episode. So John, welcome back to the show. Hi, Nick. Thanks so much for having me again, but i um, really excited to talk about the Amazon Influencer Program. I've been doing it since October, but I do have a lot of things I want to share to uh, the Side Hustle Nation listeners and such. So, Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And second is Tyler Christensen from tylerchristensen.com. The guy is a serial side hustler, longtime listener. He's a professor. He's a father for He's been doing really well with the influencer program as well. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nick. And I'm relatively new to Amazon Influencer as well. I started about a month after John. And so still pretty new in the game, but things scaled up really quickly. As you mentioned, this is maybe the easiest hustle to get money right away and start building. So excited to talk about it today. Yeah. Now, nominally, the program has been around for at least a couple of years because I remember getting an invite and they were like, you could set up your own Amazon influencer storefront. And then, you know, people could see all the stuff that you recommend. And you're like, well, that's interesting, but I don't know how relevant that is. I don't really know if I want to prioritize driving traffic to that. The, the recent shift or somewhat recent shift is the video product reviews that get displayed on product pages. So you're not necessarily having to drive your own traffic to those. Amazon's kind of already spent the marketing muscle to get people to those pages. And then my understanding, there's a couple places where those videos could show up. You know, the first is kind of in the image carousel at the very top, like at the bottom, the last of those images is often a video. Sometimes it's from the brand themselves. And other times it's from video creators, you know, sort of quote unquote influencers like, like ourselves. And the second place that I've seen them, at least while I'm shopping on Amazon, is down below the, maybe just above the product reviews. There seems to be like a, a video carousel down there as well. So, and my understanding, again, if somebody watches your video and then ultimately clicks to buy the product or some other product, like Amazon is rewarding you with a small commission and looking at my earnings report, it seems to be, you know, vary between like two and 4% of the product sales price. That's my understanding of it. But like a lot of Amazon programs, first you have to apply to get accepted into it. There's no published guidelines, at least that I could find of, you know, what level of uh, influence they're, they're looking for. But I did remember having to punch in my YouTube channel or something like to get accepted to it. You guys have any, any insight into what they might be looking for in terms of the level of existing audience you need to have to get into it? I'll go with that first. I, I, I've talked to a lot of people who have been admitted into the program and several who have not. And just based on those conversations, I found kind of a range, but it seems like it changes. And, and perhaps that's the reason why Amazon doesn't say what it is, is there's more and more competition. And so they can be pickier with who they let into the program. In my experience, the easiest platform to game in on is Instagram, where you might only need a couple thousand if your followers are engaged. Uh, but they do TikTok, they do YouTube, they do Twitter. And so there's different thresholds in each of those, but it does seem to change month to month. And so the nice thing is you're not penalized for applying and getting rejected. As you grow your own brand, you can apply over and over and over until they accept you. Okay. And now Tyler, you had a perfect fit YouTube channel for this reviews of cool stuff where it's like, even though the, the following is not huge, I think it's, is it still like under a thousand subscribers over there? It's not like a huge channel by any means, but it, it was relevant. 
and then you know a, a res- relatively small Instagram following too. And so were you able to get in on the back of those existing social assets? I didn't even try with YouTube. I think when I applied, I had 300 subscribers in YouTube. And while it does seem like a great fit, you don't get a lot of subscribers to review channels unless you're really blowing up because there's no reason to subscribe to see a product review on something else. You know, I'm not niched down. I I review everything. And so I've never really tried to push to get subscribers on my channel. Uh, And the same goes for all my social channels. So I, I really just tried to build up my social channels just to get into the Amazon influencer. But otherwise I hate social media. I, I stay off it. (laughs) Yeah. You, you and me both or, or at least to the extent that I can. John, what about you for the application? What did you punch in and do you have a sense for the threshold that they might be looking for? Yeah. So with Amazon Influencer, I actually applied a couple of years back, but I really had no idea of actuality what to do with it. And I think at the time I applied with around a 2000 subscriber YouTube channel. So I've always been accepted to the program. Then come October, that's when I actually learned what to do with it. And that's when I actually made use of the account. So I was already accepted. But from hearing, I do spend a lot of time reading Reddit posts and Facebook groups. And I can confirm with Tyler that it's not necessarily about the number of followers that you have. My belief is that it really dials down to what type of content you're posting is actual and is it an actual person appearing on camera how active are they are they is it still an active social media account from experience with close friends and families who i'm trying to get into the program it's a little difficult for them because they don't have their own actual social media accounts so my recommendation for anyone who's looking to try to get in um, i'd say the easiest place is like just start a tiktok account post for about a month uh, every single day and try applying uh, like tyler also said you're not penalized for getting rejected you can keep trying to apply until you get accepted which is the good thing okay and once you're in then you're hopefully you're, you're in for life unless you you know do something against terms of service and they kick you out for some reason but well nick let me pause you there because yeah, there's ahead. actually two points of entry so you get accepted into the program then you have to upload three videos and those have to be accepted and you can be rejected on those first three videos up to three times, but if you're rejected the third time, they kick you out of the program. And so oh, you can you can actually lose your spot in the program if your videos aren't up to their standard, which we don't know what that standard is. I will say it's probably pretty low because I shot three videos just with my phone, like all 30 seconds. There's no external mic. It's just using the built-in iPhone microphone, like almost no editing. I think maybe I trimmed like the intro where it was like before I started talking. That was the extent of the editing that happened. I don't know. I had one video rejected for saying the price. It was like, hey, this is a great teleprompter. It was around a hundred bucks, you know, money well spent. And they, they rejected it because they mentioned the price because, you know, prices are always subject to change. And so I just had to cut that little part out of the video. Anything, I mean, have you guys had videos rejected? Anything else that you know they might be looking for? Yeah. So I've, Uploaded probably just shy of over 300 videos to date. I've only had about three videos get rejected. And I do believe because uh, those types of videos were like unboxing videos. And I think um, the reason was due to showing personal information. But it's not that I said any personal information. But I do believe it's because the shipping label showed the personal information. So I saw some sort of label on the box. Counted that as personal information. So I just had to refilm it with just the actual item and not the actual box itself with my name on it and uh, private information and such. So... Well, that's good. They're, they're somewhat like looking out for you to protect, to protect that stuff. Yeah, it's actually a good thing. So, so I, I've had the same two things, private information, a shipping label, something like that, saying the price. And then the, the third area where I've had one or two rejected was medical advice. So like we were reviewing some kind of medicine that was in the cabinet and you can review stuff like that. You just can't like say this works. You can just say what it's supposed to do. And so, but the cool thing with anytime it's rejected, you can, get a sense of why it was rejected and then resubmit it. And I've never had one rejected twice. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So as far as the video production style, I mean, is it the same as I'm describing just, you know, real quick, you know, phone video voiceover type of stuff. Give me a sense, Tyler, of your video production here. Yeah, actually, I think the best videos are exactly that. You just shoot it with your phone, put it on selfie mode, do it in a a single take. Those videos where you're saying, this is my experience. I've had it for four years. This is what I like about it. This is where I don't like. Make it as honest and as useful as possible. Those ones have performed the best for me. But I've I've had highly edited videos. I've done like a couple drone videos where I've worked on it for 20, 30 hours of editing, took tons and tons of B-roll. And actually... 
the initially that was rejected because there was too much information and it talked too much about the brand, not Amazon, but the actual company. And so I say, keep it simple wherever you can. Okay. That's helpful. I mean, that's, I like that you kind of having permission to make something that isn't super polished. Like, I don't know that that got me off the sidelines and, and got me off the sidelines quickly versus, well, I got to get the lighting right. I got to get the microphone set up. I got to use the fancy camera and all. It's like, uh, you don't really need to do that. And that's helpful to hear. I know, John, what about you? So as far as my video production quality goes, I am just using a simple iPhone with the mic that came with it. I'm just filming horizontally. And with the actual like metrics of the videos, which I'm producing, uh, they range anywhere from about one to two minutes long. Uh, something that people have to keep in mind is that there has been like a wide net of people who have gotten accepted as an Amazon influencer program. And so with that, there's a ton of videos being uploaded, but something to keep in mind is that with the videos, you kind of want to convince people who watch your videos to actually purchase the product. So a great way to do that is from a problem solution standpoint. Um, take, for example, I made, I could have made a video just reviewing a breakfast sandwich maker, which I recently did. But instead of just doing a simple review, I kind of reason why people need to get that product as a solution. So want to know how to make the best breakfast sandwich, then this is the product that you need, which is the breakfast sandwich maker. There's a huge influx of review videos coming in. Even on the Amazon Influencer Program, you'll see like there's a conversion rate. And so I'm always looking to tweak that. And I feel like um, my best converting videos are the ones in which they're answering a problem with the actual product, which I'm reviewing. Okay. And now you made an important note about shooting in horizontal format uh, versus, you know, vertical, like you would see on TikTok. The other important point I think that you hit home is like this problem solution, like almost the sales video. It's like, yeah, it's a product review, but with that conversion in mind, because unlike YouTube, where the ultimate goal is just more watch time to serve more ads, yeah. the ultimate goal for Amazon is to prioritize product sales. Like, well, which of these videos are we going to show more often? We're probably going to show the one that ultimately results in more sales and more conversions. So that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, another example I can give is that I did a review. I could have done a review on like, it was like teeth whitening, but instead I showed people the results of the teeth whitening after seven days to kind of really get convince them to actually convert into buying the product after they watch my video. So that's something I keep in mind quite heavily whenever I'm ever making my videos. I think like a tier one um, review is still okay. You know, just talking about the product, unboxing the product. And I, t- I totally do those a lot on my videos as well. But when it comes to like a ne- next level tier in terms of actually trying to get people to convert, it's getting them to watch is one thing. But then what if they watch another video? You're not going to get the commission anymore. But what if they just watch your video and then end up purchasing the product afterwards? That's basically a, a complete conversion from beginning to end. With thumbnails, I do want to mention my thumbnails are very, very organic. Um, it's not as heavy on YouTube. They really just like an actual person making the video. Uh, my thumbnails, I don't create thumbnails at all. The one thing I just make sure to do is that what I've noticed is that I make sure my hand is in the thumbnail to actually show like I'm using the product. So I'll actually just clip a image from my video and that's the thumbnail. As far as titles go, I haven't found the perfect uh, formula for my titles, but I always just try My titles really vary. A lot of the times it's like an honest review, which is the majority of it. But now I'm kind of gravitating more towards what is the problem that people are having when they visit that Amazon product? And does my video actually answer their problem? So, and whatever that is, that's what the title of my video ends up being. I think John is giving the best practices for sure. Solve a problem. Um, thumbnails show that you're using the product, but I I've run a, a ton of different little experiments with thumbnail and title. And I found that it makes very, very little difference. So your, your best titles, your best thumbnails convert at roughly the same rate as your worst ones, but do show the product. And if you want to have that slight edge, do what John suggested. Tyler, is there a sweet spot in terms of the length of the video? Are we talking 30 seconds? Are we talking 10 minutes? Where, where do you tend to lie there? I, I agree with John. One to two minutes, I think, is the best spot to be with most products. Some you have to get further into the details. If it's complicated technology and things like that, they might need to be a little longer. But I would say most reviews, one to two minutes. You can go if if it's less than a minute to get credited with the sale, they have to watch like 90% of it or something like that. If it's more than a minute, then they have to have watched 30 seconds or more. And so by going one to two minutes, you're your average view duration is likely going to be over 50%. So you'll get credited with all the sales as long as it's, you know, in that range. 
okay, someone has to watch more than half of it for it to count or a minimum number of seconds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just 30 seconds. Okay, shoot. Some of my videos are like (laughs) 24 seconds or 30. Like they're really, really short. So that's a good tip to make them a little bit longer, go into a little bit more detail to trigger that either 50% watch time metric or that 30 second uh, threshold metric. Yeah. If it's less than a minute, again, I don't think it has to be a full 30 seconds. It has to, and I don't know for sure, but from Reddit and other places where I've gone, it seems like around 90%. So if you're making a 24 second video and they're watching 20 seconds, that's probably fine. Yeah. And I want to contrast this. So in my dashboard, it says a thousand video views in the last 30 days. And in exchange, about $100 in product commissions, which you know is a hundred dollar CPM, which on YouTube, you know, you might see a five dollar CPM, a twenty-five dollar CPM, like it's many times greater than you know the ad revenue you might see on other video channels. And I think that's that's really interesting for much faster to produce. Like I just started looking around my desk and like, oh, you know, the the ring light or the you know teleprompter or the webcam or the you know the mouse you know that's sitting here. And this is like just looking around all that stuff that you know, have we have ordered from Amazon over the years. And is that where you start? Just you know your own order history, you know the stuff that you got sitting around the house. I imagine that's where people have to start. Yeah. So the first thing I did was, of course, starting with all the products in your home. So I actually went through my entire buying history on Amazon and exported everything I bought as an Excel sheet and just cranked them out. That was about maybe 200 products or so. I thought it'd be more, but I mean, (laughs) 200 products at least get started with. Yeah. I mean, that's still, that's a ton. Yeah. I then went to close family friends and actually asked them, like, hey, I'm doing, I'm starting this new business. Would you mind supporting me? Um, I'll take you out for dinner if I can just review some products, which are in your household. But that's not me scuffling through their home, trying to look for everything on Amazon. <laughs> they would actually just, it would actually be out on display. Um, yeah, let me make a review on it. And I'll just treat them out for helping me out. And that was a good um, 100 products or so I was able to do. Um, okay. For me, I so I started similar to John. I exported my my shopping history, and I'm a little older than you guys, and have four children. So my my history was like 800 products, and most of them aren't currently up on Amazon. And so I found that I was really spinning my wheels trying to find those products, or or find that they were still being sold on Amazon. So it was easier for me to just go around the house and just pick a room at a time, do everything in the room. And even if you don't buy it on Amazon, if it has an Amazon listing, you can post a video for it. So if I bought it at Walmart or somewhere else, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's listed, uh, I would make those videos. So we just made the rounds. And, and still, I, I don't think I'm going to run out of stuff anytime soon. Uh, I have a little over 300 videos. I think I could do another 300 uh, without breaking a sweat. Yeah, I think I've got 20 or 21 so far. So there's there's lots of Amazon order history left to mine there uh, in our case. But uh, Tyler, I was going to ask, are you including the kids in any of the videos, like getting you know, having them sh- share their opinions or showing them on camera in any way? Yeah. In fact, one of the fun things we've done this year is we have certain milestones where as if we have a $100 day, like the first time, or if we reach $5,000 total in Amazon Influencer, we'll celebrate. We have a list of like benchmarks. And some of those celebrations are we give the kids money to buy products on Amazon. So they, it's like Christmas all the time. Uh, and so they'll, they'll pick something they wanted and then they'll do the review with me. Now, the older kids that are so busy with school and stuff, they'll get a product sent to them and I'll have to bug them about, come on guys, we need to do this. We're going swimming tonight because we got a new swimsuit and a, a rash guard and I've been bugging my son to do that. But my younger two children, they like bring me piles of stuff. Dad, can we do another review? They want to be YouTube famous, right? And so they're, they're bringing me all their Pokemon and they're like, let's do this one. And, and so it's, it's been really fun. I don't include them in, in a ton of reviews, but maybe once or twice a week, they'll, they'll join me with a, just talking about their experience. Yeah. Cause a lot of the order history is kid related stuff. And so I was, I was just curious if there was any rules and regulations like on YouTube, you got to check the box. Like do kids appear in this video? Yes or no. I was wondering if there was anything like that, but that's a, that's a really cool way to involve them and to show them kind of the rewards of their labor, like a very low overhead side hustle that kids can get involved with too. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? 
Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. John, I was going to ask, of the you know hundreds of products in your own order history and now going out to friends and family, aside from prioritizing, well, based, you know, is the listing still active or is this product still available to purchase? Anything else that goes into prioritizing that list? I give the example, like of the 20 or 25 videos that I've shot, probably half or maybe even more than half have zero views. And so I was like, well, you know, what am I, if I'm able to, you know, eliminate the that part of the work that isn't going to get me views anyways uh, you know maybe that would be uh, able to speed up the process yeah so my recommendation is for everyone to definitely first exhaust all the items that you have currently within your household um, even if you didn't buy from amazon uh, to my surprise like some of my most top performing highest earning videos came actually as gifts and I didn't even know that they were on Amazon. I can recall one experience when I was moving out of one of my apartments, there was an individual who was giving away like shelves and tables and those I just checked if it was on Amazon like about two months ago and ended up being it and those are my best performing videos. So you'd be surprised what products you have that you didn't know were actually on Amazon and they could be hidden gems. So as far as prioritization goes, Ideally, you want to go for products that are higher priced just because the commissions on Amazon, they're fairly, fairly low. Like I think on average, I'm getting like around two to 4% commissions on products purchased. That in addition to ideally products, which don't have a lot of videos tied to them. And then lastly, Again, even if the product is very, very popular, take, for example, a MacBook or any Apple product, I still choose to review those and I still actually have received commissions on very, very popular products just like that. And with a, you know, $2,000 laptop, getting even one sale is a lot. It's, it's a pretty decent commission when it comes to the Amazon influencer program. So even if you know it's prop popular, like I've reviewed books, I've reviewed games, I've reviewed, um, food items supplements, the wide variety, like really think out of the box. It doesn't have to just be tangible items. It can be a lot of different things. So, Okay. Here's a chance to plug a uh, Chrome extension that my friend Liz created. It's called Fluencer Fruit. And it kind of overlays onto the Amazon shopping page and it will show you uh, you know, how many open video slots there are, or if there are any and say, well, there's already five videos. Here's the expected commission percentage. You kind of, as you're going through, I guess, as you're clicking through these, uh, you know, your order history or your product pages, be like, oh, there's already five videos. So maybe I won't prioritize that one versus, oh, well, if it's a high price thing, you know, maybe I could work my way uh, into the rotation there. But that's something that I've been playing around with, too. I don't know, Tyler, anything, any thoughts on that front? Like if, if there's already a bunch of videos, like, is there a way to kind of, you know, work your way into the, uh, 
you know, the, the buy box would be the FBA language, so to speak. Like if, even if I'm not the first one there, somebody else is already selling it, but I could still work my way in there. Yeah, I, I agree that it's worth doing some of those high ticket items that already have a bunch of videos because YouTube will give preference to new videos. And so you might be in that prime spot and someone else will post a video and you'll get bumped and then it might cycle through. So you might leave the listing for a while and then Amazon might put you back. So it doesn't hurt to make those videos. Certainly it's better to do something that's high traffic than something that has zero videos, but no one's bought it in two years. So it you know, those ones are, are kind of useless. The extension that you plugged would be super helpful because just being able to see what doesn't have high competition. And if it's a bestseller, like if you go to customer reviews and see that there's a bunch of recent reviews, then you're likely going to do better. So with new shopping that you're doing specifically for Amazon, we don't typically buy products just to do a review, but it has changed our, our household's buying patterns because now when we look to new things, we just bought some beds and we're like, let's try a bed in a box from Amazon. It's a higher ticket item. Let's get the ones with a lot of written customer reviews, but no video reviews. And so we did that last month and it's earning really, really well on Amazon because it doesn't have that competition and it has a high price point because it costs more. So I think you do want to, to gravitate that direction when you can. Yeah. So after you exhaust all the items in your, your household, which are technically kind of free because you know, you already have them. You do gravitate towards buying products to specifically review. Um, ideally, what I'm looking for is number one, the biggest, the first question you have to ask is like, does this product actually need a video? You know, that's something like I've, I've seen videos with people reviewing Doritos bags, but I'm like, why are you making a video on that? And, you know, people aren't going to watch your video on that. It doesn't require a video. So it's a simple first question to ask, like, would people actually want to watch a video on this? If that's yes, then I go towards the recent reviews, just like what Tyler said. And I'm actually reading the reviews, especially the most recent ones, because if there's a lot of one star, two star reviews, I mean, the product likely isn't going to convert. But if there's a lot of recent reviews, a lot of those recent reviews are good things being said about the product, which are five stars. And it has less than six videos, ideally, that usually tends to be a good product. So from my experience with buying products specifically to review so far, I've probably spent maybe just shy of over $400. And with that criteria of particularly choosing products, it was about $400 for about 10 products. All of my videos have been able to rank though, but it's going to take some time to actually get me positive in terms of ROI, just because again, the commissions are small. I am going for higher ticket price items, but it does technically work if you have that criteria in mind, if when you're back actually about to start buying products specifically to review. Yeah, that's it kind of changes the shopping equation of like, you know, what's my break even window if I do get the video on this to how long can I erase some of the expense related to it? I mean, Tyler, you were sharing like, oh, I bought this office chair and I made 60 bucks from it. Like, you know, it's like, oh, it's half off now. I think it's a cool way to look at the the shopping angle of Amazon, too. Yeah, for sure. And not only is it great because the things that you're going to buy, but the longer you're an Amazon influencer and the more videos you've posted, the more you're going to have companies reaching out to you and saying, will you please review our product? And they'll send it to you for free or even give you a commission. And so now I've had offers to get office chairs and other things that I wanted to buy anyways. And they're sending them to me for free. Today, I'm doing some gym equipment. I'm doing a weed whacker and people are just sending me this stuff it starts to get overwhelming where you're getting 10, 15 requests a day and have to say, yeah, I just can't do it. Um, if you pay me a hundred bucks, maybe. And and then people will say, okay, we'll do that. Wow. John, have you had companies reach out to you too? Yeah, that's when it really starts getting, it, it really is a fun side hustle when companies start reaching out to you and they're asking, hey, can you we'll give this to you for free? But then you kind of reason out, you know, I'm really, I have a lot to do. So you start charging for it, but they're still on board with actually sending you a free item and paying you at the same time just to make like a one to two minute video. A lot of opportunity there in terms of the revenue, not just from making commissions from Amazon Influencer, but also I call them like sponsored reviews actually making a decent amount of side hustle income from there as well. Um, so with your Amazon influencer storefront, just make sure that you have a nice way or legitimate way in which people can actually contact you very easily. You know, Instagram DMs, Facebook Messenger, YouTube, you know, they have to click on YouTube, then click on your email and then e and then send you a message. So it's not the easiest way. So I would recommend at least tying your Instagram account to your storefront. So Instagram is a lot easier for people to reach out to. Facebook Messenger is probably my 
uh, most common place in which people reach out to me just because it's so easy to just click on Facebook and send me a message. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of cool. That's now, now that you've established yourself as somebody who's made a couple hundred videos, companies start saying, Hey, you want to review our thing? And you're like, well, kind of busy right now. How about a hundred bucks? <laughs> and then they're like, sure. Like, dang, I should have said 200. Um, but that's <laughs> there, great. There is a sweet spot. Um, a lot of the Amazon sellers are coming from Asia and most of them have a marketing budget. And it seems that around 25 to $30 is within budget for almost everyone. And once you get beyond $35, uh, people will say no, or we can't do that within our budget. Okay. So kind of a lower ticket, but again, if it's only a one to two minute video in terms of an hourly rate, plus the, you know, commissions, potential commissions on the back end, like, okay, yeah, that, that pencils out pretty nicely. So I like that. And Tyler, do you have, are you comfortable sharing a sense of the, the sponsored video sales volume at this point? Yeah, a lot of it's how much you're willing to do. Um, we just hit spring break a few weeks ago. And so I knew I'd be more available to make reviews. So I said yes to more. So in the last 10 days, I did like 30 sponsored videos and made about $400 on the front end. Um, now, a lot of those don't make as much money on the back end because they're new products. They don't have a proven track record. And so you want to make sure you're getting paid up front if it's not something that you just totally want. Um, but but typically, uh, you know, I've, I'm making a few hundred dollars a month on sponsored videos and then 10 times that from Amazon. Yeah, I like it. As far as the, the disclosures, I think you just have to mention uh, or do you have to say anything? You say, well, I got this product in exchange for a review or something. Yeah, you just have to be clear that um, it was sent to you from the company for review. Okay. Is there an implicit understanding of like a five-star review? <laughs> okay, we gave this to you for free. Now you're, now you're saying it sucks. There isn't anything that Amazon requires there as far as, and a lot of people have asked me about that on YouTube because I'll post my videos on YouTube as well. And, and so in the comments there, they'll ask, you know, can you give an honest review? And my response is yes. I say no to companies. I, I've had companies say that, can you de-emphasize this one thing you said and re-upload it? Or can you feature this other thing? And, and I'll often write back and say, no, I'm giving an honest review. If you don't like it, I'll just take the video down. And most Amazon sellers are, are completely on board with that. They want you to have honesty and integrity in your reviews. So you do the best you can because, and honestly, the honest reviews convert better. So you want to be honest. You want to point out the negative things so customers can make an educated decision when they buy. Absolutely. Do you have a sense, John, of like the shelf life of these videos from having been at it for, you know, half a year at this point where, you know, because I've seen in my dashboard, you know, it'll get 400 views in a week and then it's kind of dead like it cycled out of the rotation or i don't know maybe amazon didn't like it or other people uploaded and bumped me out of that space but do you have a sense of like okay is it can it be you know the elusive passive income upload it once and have it just kind of generate commissions on autopilot for months at a time yeah so for it's not necessarily based on my experience but it's based on my research of other people who have been around the program longer than me their their videos do last years to come I'm, i know i one thing they did mention is that if there's more than six videos, the videos tend to be carouseled out. Um, that might be the reason which sometimes you receive views for videos this week, but then the next week is like no views. So ideally, again, you do want to be one of those um, six videos only tied to that video. And there's millions and millions of products on Amazon. So it is definitely possible for you to be actually the only video tied to that product as well. And that's like really the sweet spot. If you're the only video, the product is getting a lot of recent reviews. People are buying it. it. That's probably the sweet golden spot to actually have an Amazon influencer video tied to um, the program and such. But people have been doing it for, I think, over three years now. Um, they all say that sometimes their income seems to plateau. Sometimes it drops. But I feel like it's just a normal fluctuation of uh, a lot of people are entering the program now. They're kicking or they're carouseling videos out. So as more people get in, um, I do think that it's possible to expect the ups and downs of your commissions getting on revenue. So yeah, it does feel very gold rushy at the moment mm -hmm. where, you know, I didn't hear a lot about it. And then all of a sudden from every angle, it was like, Hey, this is the newest, the latest, greatest thing. Kind of like, you know, merch was and FBA was, and you know, a lot of these Amazon centric side hustles where, you know, there's this uh, rush of people kind of all jumping in. And so maybe there's, maybe there's a way to differentiate yourself and maybe that is a higher production quality, or maybe that is a better looking thumbnail. So it's like maybe the, you, you know, quick and easy, you know, <laughs> iPhone shot videos, they're working now, but maybe they, 
maybe that doesn't last. Maybe you have to step up your game as more people get into it. But I don't know. I'm definitely curious to see where it goes because it is kind of addicting to log in and check my stats. And Tyler talked me off the ledge the other day because I had this dry spell where, you know, the clicks went flat, the commissions went flat. I was like, is this over for me? I was, you know, I was just, everything was up and to the right. This is a great, this is the greatest side hustle. And then I had like a $20 commission come through for some like furniture set. And I was like, oh, I'm back in the game, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so every month I do a, a review. So I actually hired someone to create an Excel sheet because when you make these videos, Amazon influencers analytics aren't the best at letting you know. Let's pretend you make a review video on a mattress. Even if other people watch other mattress reviews and buy those mattress after watching your video, you'll still receive commissions on products which you didn't receive reviews for. So what I did was I created an Excel sheet to, it'll search up keywords when you download your list of products which you sold through Amazon Influencer. And then in that Excel sheet, you can actually search the keyword and actually see how many, how much in commissions you made from uh, mattresses if you made a mattress review video. So with that, I do a monthly review using that type of formula I created. And then I do a follow-up video if that video performed well or if I'm converting well. So it won't be the same exact type of video. Uh, let's say the first month I'll make an unboxing video. The next month I'll make a why my one-month review video. The third month I'll make a how it works type of video. So I'll keep capitalizing on the same product and it works every single time. So that's a good tip Okay, so, well. so you could have multiple, potentially multiple videos in that carousel for, for one product. Am I hearing that correctly? Yes. Okay. So for a product, I sometimes, some of my, some products, I even have three videos tied. So it's, they're bound to watch one of the videos, but I don't want them to overlap though. They've got to connect in some way or form. Um, just not the same review or video over and over. And uh, Tyler, I know you're syndicating your stuff to the reviews of cool stuff, uh, YouTube channel. John, are you cross posting these anywhere else or strictly Amazon? So the ones that only solve a problem, I am cross-posting onto YouTube. And so far, the results are pretty good. I'm appearing in search traffic. It's getting a steady amount of views. Definitely not as much as Tyler as I've seen, but I am syndicating some videos onto YouTube, but not all videos. I am making sure that I have my videos backlogged on a, a on a drive just in case Walmart or Target decides to come out with their own program like this as well. I'll have videos oh, ready. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. So I've heard rumors about it, but we'll see. I imagine Walmart might be doing something soon similar to that. So just having a videos ready and such. Okay. Yeah. Well, planning for the future. So you guys mentioned, well, obviously the influencer commissions, the sponsored reviews, the companies start reaching out to you and paying a nominal fee to send you the product and then have you do the review of that. There's the potential for, you know, Amazon or rather YouTube ad revenue if, you know, the, YouTube review channel type of content ends up taking off. And I guess, you know, now if somebody's clicking your affiliate link back to the product to ultimately buy it, there's another potential revenue stream. You know, anything else that we're missing in terms of ways to ring the cash register here? Yeah. So we talked about how we're getting items, right? So first we're saying exhaust the items which you already currently have in your household, then move on to close family and friends, and then start buying products specifically to review. And then also receive sponsored products like Tyler mentioned. So after buying my first batch of products through Amazon, which was about $400 for 10 items, I really tried to think like, how else can I get items for a lot cheaper. So this is when I came across these Amazon returns pallets, which have been an absolute game changer for me. So it was about $500 for 40 products this time. And if you think about these Amazon returns pallets, their recent sales of the 40 products, about 38 of them were fully functioning and working. The really good thing about this is that with these Amazon returns products, which are like in perfect condition, now I'm starting to resell them on eBay and then also create an Amazon influencer video on them. So it's a kind of like a double whammy because I know that retail arbitrage is this type of thing where you buy these products for low. So if you do the math, I think each product came out to about $15 per, but sometimes the products, I think my most expensive one was like a $250 wine cooler that came with the returns palette and it was working perfectly. I made sure, um, resold it on eBay, but then I was also able to create a video on it as well. With that palette, the first, this is only the first palette I received came a $200 memory foam mattress as well. It was boxed up and I was surprised wow. it was actually in there. <laughs> Same thing, created a video on it and then resold it as on eBay as well. So that's where I'm targeted towards in which the reselling aspect is quite fun. You don't know what you're going to get in these pallets 
You don't know whether it's broken, whether it's missing parts, but even if it's broken, you can still make a review video on it. Even if it's damaged, you can still make a review video on it. So um, it's turned into an entire, like really truly enjoyable side hustle for me in which I don't know what's in the box. I did my research on YouTube and people love watching these unboxing videos. They like It's kind of like treasure hunting in a way. Treasure hunting is huge. You know, it's like stems from shows like Pawn Stars or Storage Wars where they don't know what's inside. That anticipation really gets people thinking like, oh, what's what does John have in the box this time? So that's why I started a YouTube channel called Palette Picks just because I'm not only doing Amazon influencer videos, um, I'm also reselling. I'm also just creating a, a YouTube brand on it tied towards treasure hunting, but it all just ties very, very well. Yeah, that's a, that's a really creative way to get extra inventory. I've, I've watched some of those videos too, because they are like, oh, what are you going to find in this palette? And it's on my wish list of upcoming episodes to create. So if anybody listening is involved with this, you know, returns, palette, resale business, definitely reach out. I'd love to learn more uh, about that business because that's a really creative way. Hey, right, now I'm, like you said, the double dip. I'm, you know, able to create the product videos, able to resell this stuff, hopefully for a profit somewhere else. That's pretty cool. Tyler, any additional income streams or product sourcing strategies that you want to share? I haven't used anything other than what we've talked about, but I actually, rather than, I haven't resold a single product that I've reviewed, but what I love about the Amazon Influencer Program is I have way more stuff than I'll ever need. And this is a common thing for Amazon Influencers. They have piles and piles of stuff and they need to get rid of it. And so eBay is a good place and, and reselling, but I'm a school teacher. And so I give it to my students. We have class auctions. We do giveaways. A few years ago, we did a, a community adult Easter egg hunt where you would get these. We went at nighttime and you ran out into a field and grabbed these black Easter eggs and inside it had a slip of paper for free things that I'd been reviewing. So you go to the raffle table and get it. And we raised like a thousand dollars for foster care. So you can be really creative with giving stuff away. Like I love Christmas because my white elephant gifts are really, really cool. You know, so it's, it's fun to do stuff like that. Always have great birthday presents, wedding presents, stuff like that. So I love having my piles of stuff to give away. Yeah. And your students are like, man, this is Mr. Christensen is the coolest teacher ever. It's fun. It's fun for sure. Cool. Uh, John, I forgot to ask, is there a preferred source uh, for those return pallets that, you know, that hasn't already been picked over or scanned over for, you know, what might be valuable? Yeah. So I have very minimal experience so far, just because I've only bought one returns pallet. But uh, from what I've read in any of the cities, just check out your local they also go by liquidation pallet sales. Um, so sometimes they might be mixed in with like Walmart returns or Target returns. But I just did a simple Google search here in my area looking for a returns pallet center. Um, I drove about 30 to 40 minutes to reach it. And it was quite an interesting experience in which they actually gave me a ladder and I was able to climb in and scan through the items. They, they really, it, it was really interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I bought my pallet the same day and they actually shipped it to my garage the following day afterwards and that's when I guess got started with thinking this is actually quite exciting unboxing these not knowing what's inside when you're at the center you're able to see the top of the returns pallets but because some of the items are so heavy usually I go for like mid to large box size pallets um, so if you ever return something, you'll kind of realize that the return center, they kind of have two pallet boxes, once for like clothing, once for like really small items, one is for like bigger, larger items. And so they call it, so they call it those like mid, mid large uh, return pallet size boxes. So that's the one I usually gravitate towards just because I, my belief is that mid to large size items tend to cost more. And then that will lead to higher commissions on the Amazon influencer program. Yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear they, they uh, shift it to your garage. It's like, well, it's cool that you drove out there. It's like, great. Now, how do I get it home? It's not going to fit in the back of the car. No, but that's really cool. And it, it kind of makes me feel bad about returning stuff. I always assumed like, hey, look, it's still in new condition. You know, put it back on the shelf, sell it to the next person. Like there's nothing wrong with it. We just didn't, you know, like it or we found a different replacement or something. It's like, ah, you know, now you just have to eat that loss. It goes to this liquidation center. But yeah, that's a total, a total aside. Tyler, any mistakes, surprises over the last several months of doing this? Like anything you'd do differently if you had to start over? Yeah, I, I think you definitely learn as you go. And the more you dig into your own data, create your own spreadsheets or have someone do that for you, you're going to identify things where you can improve. And so, but that's part of the game. I mean, it's so fun to go month over month and be like, all right, this was last month. This is my goal for this next month. And so 
there, there's tons of things that I wish I'd done differently, but it's part of learning and growing and, and it is work. I mean, you have to be committed to it if you want to see consistent, cause there is some drop off. There is some churn there with the, the carouseling out and, and things like that. And so you get better at as you go along and it gets funner the, the longer you do it. Was there a threshold of like, oh, after I had 50 videos or after I had a hundred videos, like I really started to see some consistent income from it? No, I think the opposite. Uh, A lot of your sales depend on the shopping seasons. So January, February were pretty bad. Things are starting to pick up again now. But I started early enough, I got to see a little bit of that holiday magic. And you can get three or four times the commissions in November, December, as you'll get during quarter one. And so the key is, even when it is going bad, when things are dropping off, or you're having a few bad days, you keep uploading because it eventually evens out. Yeah, this was like I uploaded a ski goggle video the other day. It's like ah, it's the very end of ski season. Nobody's going to be buying this right now, but I'm prepping for Q4, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. John, what about you? Mistakes, surprises, things you do differently? Uh, the biggest surprise is again, you'll never know what you have in your household that's actually already on Amazon. So really think about it. Just do a quick Google search or a quick Amazon search to see if it's on there. As far as mistakes go, I have reviewed products which are like within the $10 range, but when I actually calculate the commissions on it, it's really, really negligible. It's like maybe five cents. It's going to take me quite a bit sometimes to actually make it worth it and such. So other mistakes, it's the customers are already on a buyer intent platform. You have to really just really think and make sure that your video, if they watch it, that's a really good thing. Now you actually want them to get it, to buy the product, which they're actually interested in, which shouldn't be hard considering that you're able to talk in your video, you're able to show the product itself, you're able to show visuals. So video itself is very convincing. And so again, the tier one level is just making a quick review. The next level would be like going into the customer's shoes thinking, what would I watch to actually get me to convince me to buy the product? And then essentially we get the commission. Yeah. I mean, worst case, yeah, I like this as a way to zero out my Amazon spending habits is we look at the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, we spend, you know, X amount of dollars at Target. How much how much target, you know, dividend stock, you know, would I have to buy to, you know, how much, how many shares do I have to buy to like kind of zero out my target habit? And it's the same thing here. Like, oh, if I could make 500 bucks a month, if I could make like you guys, you know, a couple grand, you know, doing these videos, like all of a sudden Amazon is no longer uh, an expense on the budget. It's like a, it's a profit center on the budget. And that's really uh, interesting to see. John, you've got the Palette Picks uh, YouTube channel. Any other projects? It doesn't have to be related to influencer or not, but what's uh, what's got you excited for the rest of this year? Right now, um, with side hustles, it really doesn't end up being work if you truly do enjoy it. And with this whole idea that what I ha- with I ha- that I have with Amazon Influencer, tying to the buying of the actual palettes, not knowing what's inside, tying that to actually filming myself, uh, unboxing these videos, and turning it to like a treasure hunting YouTube channel, which is just really, really exciting for me. That'll be my main focus moving forward. YouTube itself, I always, I have a thing called Shiny Object Syndrome. When I see other side hustles, I have to try it out. So when I heard about Amazon Influencer, program. I knew I can't just abandon YouTube overall knowing what I know, but tying Amazon influencer program, getting the products, reviewing them, and then actually tying it to a YouTube channel. It's like the best of both worlds for me right now. It still capitalizes on the knowledge that I know about YouTube, which is still going really well for me. Although post Q4, just like what Tyler mentioned with Amazon influencer program, it's a little slow. With the revenue stats that Amazon Influencer Program is bringing, I am prepping for Prime Day. I'm prepping for Q4. Um, that's always a good influx. I've experienced it from Merch by Amazon. That happens every single year. So I have, I have a feeling it's no different when it comes to the Amazon Influencer Program. So that is my plan. Yeah, getting your stuff uh, you know, up for sale, visible on this traffic. It's hard to fathom the amount of traffic that the site gets and the amount of dollars that flow through on a daily basis. So really just kind of setting yourself up to go where that cash is flowing in some way. Tyler, what about you? What's on the horizon? Well, I I think one of the coolest things about doing the Amazon Influencer Program is, especially if you're consistently uploading videos, is you're getting better at video editing. You're getting better at storytelling. You're getting better at just seeing the overall picture, uh, consumer behavior and, and habits. And so I feel like it's making me a better school teacher. It's giving me ideas for other YouTube channels and, and things that I want to do there and, and helping me improve my skills in, as an editor. And so, you know, as far as Amazon Influencer goes, I have goals throughout the year that I want to hit, but I'm also 
taking what I'm learning on this platforming and uh, applying it to other spaces. So that's pretty exciting for me. Yeah, it's something where you have essentially no risk aside from a few minutes of your time to give it a shot. So and a big upside there. So I think it's really exciting. Again, uh, so John is at uh, Palette Picks. You find we'll link up his new YouTube channel over there. Tyler's got reviews of cool stuff on YouTube, and he's also got a book, How to Get Free Stuff. This was written pre-influencer program, but just as a as a habitual product reviewer, hey, here you want to get some free stuff and maybe even get paid for it. He's got a book on how to do that. We'll link that up for you in the show notes as well. Let's wrap this thing up with you guys' number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Uh, Tyler, kick us off. I think the thing that keeps people from taking action in the Amazon program is simply getting accepted into the program. And one of the things you can do right now to prepare for that is create a YouTube channel, start uploading videos of things that you have lying around the house or that you're buying, and, and start getting better at creating those kinds of shoppable videos. Then as your audience grows and you grow a platform, then you can apply for the program. And then say you create 50 videos on YouTube. As soon as you get into the Amazon influencer program, you can start with 50 videos from day one and have a steady income right away. So it's taking action. And if you feel like you can't take action in the program, do it on a different platform until you're ready. Yeah, absolutely. And that was some of the uh, advice with merch early on because it was like, you know, sometimes a, a month or two month wait time to get accepted to merch by Amazon. Like, well, you can still start creating your designs. You can put them on Redbubble, you can put them on Etsy. And then all of a sudden, when you do get that acceptance, you're off to the races. Uh, John, what about you? Right now, what I'm reading is that it's very hard to get into the Amazon influencer program, but keep trying. Um, again, really start a brand new social media account and start posting that for a month. But just because I've tried a lot of different side hustles and this probably has been the quickest uh, zero to 2K per month that I've experienced in terms of just a side hustle with not the most amount of my effort, but just a good effort. And with that, because of how much it's making, I feel like it requires more effort to actually see it grow. You're not penalized and you have a lot more to gain than you'd have to lose when it comes to applying to this program. And the amount of skill that you need to, you know, just make a skill or make a review video, start uploading these videos. It's very, very minimal. I really honestly feel like anyone can do it. So, Yeah, absolutely. I have definitely enjoyed this call. I've gotten taken lots of notes. I've got, you know, for, for one thing, like make my videos slightly longer to start to trigger some of these uh, watch time metrics and just uh, keep building out that library of videos. Like I said, maybe 20, 25 so far. There's probably a- at least another 50 or 100 items sitting around the house. Um, I, I like the call. We'll just go room by room. Even if you didn't buy it on Amazon, it's probably available for sale out there. So go ahead and make those videos. You have very little to lose. And uh, John, you're um, actually both of you guys like to put yourself in the buyer's shoes and kind of think, well, you know, why would somebody be watching this video? What questions can you answer? How can you kind of uh, ease their fears of spending the money on this thing? Yes, this is going to solve my problem. And, uh, you know, putting yourself in those buyer's shoes while you're creating that um, and saying, yeah, this, this was worthwhile. This has been a happy addition to our house. So again, lots of fun. Again, exciting new side hustle, a little bit of a gold rush feel may not last forever, but get while the getting's good, get your applications in and uh, hopefully get accepted into the program there. If you're new to the show, I want to build you a personalized playlist uh, from the over 500 Side Hustle Show episodes in the archives. Of course, would have you know, love to have you binge on the entire archives, but realize, hey, that may not be realistic. That may not be the fastest path to get you to your goals. So what to do instead is go to hustle.show, answer a few short multiple choice questions, and I'll build you a customized, curated, money-making playlist that you can add to your device. You can learn what works, and then you can go take action. Again, that's at hustle.show. Big thanks to John and Tyler for sharing their insight. As always, you can hit up sidehustlenation.com slash deals for all the latest offers from our sponsors in one place. And thank you for supporting the advertisers that support the show. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, make sure to hit that follow button so you never miss an episode and make sure to text a friend, hey, you gotta check this out. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.